Ready, bro? Yeah, I guess so. All right, bro. Welcome to the Western Stalker Podcast. We are live for the very first episode. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Maybe we'll get you guys to stay around and listen, huh? I got TJ Sandoval with me, my partner in crime. We're going to be doing this podcast together. Um, we're kind of just going to be going over some Western big game hunting that we do personally, that we guide, kind of the the subject matter of the podcast but we're gonna have some interviews with other hunters and guides along the way we're gonna talk about some tips and tricks and some strategies that we run man we're just gonna go over kind of what there's a lot that to talk about you know yeah well i the main plan is we'll probably what review some of our hunts from last year to start off with we'll talk about what we have coming up this year and we kind of just wanted to jump on here and just put put out into the hunting world kind of something where everybody can come and learn and we can talk and you guys can send us subject matters or polls or questions or give us whatever you guys want to talk about. I mean, this is a podcast for, for us to just kind of break down haunts and bullshit. And and just get some feedback from all you guys out there wanting to come out and hunt, whether it be with us or other people or stuff that you guys do in other states or where you guys come out of. Yep, yep. No, this will be fun. We're excited to do this. Um, Let's give a little backstory intro about each other. Uh, TJ, you want to roll that first or what? Yeah, sure. I got you. Uh, like Steven said already, my name is TJ Sandoval. Uh, born and raised in Safford, Arizona, Pima, a little smaller town. Um, been hunting since I was 10 years old, which is a youth age limit out here in Arizona. Um, I enjoy it, love it. Um, there's nothing other, nothing else I'd rather do than be out in the hills, taking out all this uh, beautiful country, the peaceful, the quiet. You know, it's a just a great time out there. Good vibes. Good vibes. Do you um, did you take hunter's ed when you were ten, or did you just start hunting at ten? No, you gotta take a hunter's ed class out here. Did you take it? Yeah, you gotta take it at ten. At the old Walmart or what? No, nah, dude. Was that? Mine was at Walmart way back in the day when it was still across the way over there you know what i think i might have taken it twice because i think i recall one at walmart and then one time up there at the the armory right there oh, really? by the fairgrounds yeah i don't remember that one i remember one at walmart i remember my like going in for the first time and like we're going in the back and i'm like dude i'm trying to look at my dad like where are we taking us like we're, we're gonna kill us back here <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was crazy i don't know it's been a long time though that's fun going out there because you got to go through a, a shooting class, obviously, right. you know, and have a little field day out there range. So it's yeah. pretty cool. No, that same. So I'm Steven Blackman. Um, man, I've been hunting for my whole life since I was a kid, you know, riding around with my dad. Didn't know what the hell we were doing. I was just in the backseat eating snacks. As long as we had snacks, I was good with it. You know what I mean? So been around this stuff my whole life. Um, like TJ, I took Hunter's Ed, started hunting at 10. Um I think I got my first tag at 10, but I didn't draw nothing. I think my dad just got me a leftover tag because he just wanted me to get into it my first year, which was cool. Um, we ended up going down to 30B in hunting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, white dude. It was a Cousier tag, too, I think. I don't remember what it was. I think it was Cousier. I don't remember. What the hell? But I remember we were walking on the side <coughs> of this hill, dude, and this buck just standing up there on the horizon. And my dad, like, dude, I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following my dad around. He's like, hey, 
like turns to me he's like are you gonna shoot this deer i'm like no nah, it's too far he's like well, what do you mean it's too far i'm like yeah it's way too far i'm not shooting that far kind of find out it was like 200 yards but i was a little kid looking far from yeah me, when you're little at like 10 years old 200 yeah, yards like, is a long way i was like dude i don't know ever since then like i think it was just like first thing in the morning you know that first sunrise the bucks just standing up there there was just something about that that just got my blood and i'm like all right yeah they definitely get your blood pumping man so well cool well we um let's talk about why we started i guess so a little more backstory is we actually own a outfitting company guide company we guide deer hunts javelina hunts in southeastern arizona um we kind of just wanted to make the podcast to talk to other hunters in the area other guides so you don't even have to be in the area it could be across the state really just talk about what we hunt and what we go through and how the hunts go and just break things down like i said or bring outfitters on that are killing it and pick their brain on how they're doing it and what they're doing just just to make everybody better we're definitely i would say not the kind that is jealous when another outfitter or hunter kills a big no, deer not at all man um, i i enjoy that i love seeing somebody that we know kill a yeah, big buck or like I, a slammer dude yeah i agree so and, and we're not we're not gonna hate on that right like we want to celebrate that we want to talk to those guys we want to see how they did it because we know because we do it as a as a gig right like we're paid professionals i guess we could say in our in our field right so we know what it takes to to get that big animal killed or and hell sometimes you're just lucky and you're driving down the road and and we want to hear that story too right like hey i honestly was just driving down the road deer was standing on the side of the road we got out got on the range and shot it like that's that's cool right but um that's kind of what we want to do is just bring bring some more light to the arizona hunting world i would say which is which is okay. Um, what else you got, T? Um, we covered. Let's see. Why? Why do you hunt? What keep? What brings you back to pounding the mountains? I want to know. Dude, like I said in, in the intro, right there, just being out there in the hills, man. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. You got no cell service. Nobody to bother you. You know, like it yep. just. It's a vibe. Like it honestly is. Watching that sunrise come up in the first thing in the morning. Just that fresh air out there, you know, get away from town, get away from all the civilization. Ah. Yeah. Get away from everybody, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. it's nice. And then just seeing these beautiful animals, you know, that we hunt and we love to harvest them because they're a beautiful creature you want to see on your wall or whatever you may do with it, you know, and feed the family, you know. It's, yeah. that's, that's just what it's about, man. I love watching. I like killing big deer. I know everybody's on the the prowl for a big one, you know? But it's just exciting too. You see some of these young kids get out there and start hiking the hills. Like last year I had a little kid come out, my little cousin actually. We'll probably talk about that segment on another, or talk about that on another segment, you know? But I think it's just cool and it's really to like help and inspire other hunters become better hunters or not saying that they're not the best, but anything that we can do to help them be able to harvest a big game, a right. big buck that they're proud of. Any kill is an awesome kill, you know. It's not easy no more. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, let's say, do you enjoy the small things? Like, for me, like, I enjoy the small things of hunting. Like, it's a grind. There's nothing easy about it. I mean, unless you, unless you do have that opening morning success, right? But it's a grind, like, 
preseason scouting or going out and looking or doing your homework. There's a lot that goes into, I would say, being successful continuously. Yeah. That's what it comes down to is a lot of homework. You got to mm-hmm. figure out these patterns, man. Dude, you know what You know what my favorite thing to do is, right? It's like you always have to be paying attention and you always have to be jotting down the little things that you see when you're not hunting the animal you're after, I would say. So let's say like example, right? Like we're hunting coos deer. Prime example. We were on a coos deer hunt, which we'll talk about later. We're glassing for coos deer. We're getting our asses kicked. It's hot. It's in the middle of August or late August archery hunt. And you look down 200 yards from us, and there's a giant four-by muley just laying down right in front of us, right? <laughs> so, yeah, like, in my brain, like, in my mind, right, I'm like, okay, not what we're after. Obviously, we're, we're trying to shoot a coos deer. But let's mark this, right? Like, let's put this in onyx. We'll come back. We'll see if this is just a one-off. This buck got pushed in here, or is this somewhere he hangs out, right? Right. And that's the homework. Like, you don't always have to be out there, like, chasing it or you just have to pay attention like, right you gotta make you gotta make yeah. mental notes or right. physical notes on what buck you've seen or where you've seen him right. and type of stuff like that right. that way you can always track back if need be you know right. and you could be year. you could be driving down the road like if you see a big deer somewhere like just take a note of it yeah. come back check him out like see if he's actually in the area or whatever you know what i mean right and that's kind of like man how many times have we been mule deer hunting and seen a giant coos deer like why the hell is he way out here? Like, yeah. Let's mark this and we'll come back and, and check him out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest koozie I ever saw in my life was we were archery mule, we were archery mule deer hunting and it happened to turn out to just be a big koozie deer. And we're like, what is he doing way out here in the, almost in the yeah. flats? He's yeah, almost in the bottom of the boonies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's that's kind of what we're here to talk about It's just strategies, man. How, how we kind of run it or decide what we're going to do or go after or kind of just how you keep being continuously successful i would say like obviously doing your homework keeping mental notes but keep it open like go out and just hunt different areas or take an inventory of what you see like even if you're on a coos deer hunt like you see right. a nice mule deer like jot it down man go come back and check them out later yeah because you're not always going to be the one that's only hunting that one buck you know there's a lot of good hunters out there and they've got their own notes and stuff so say you, you can't turn up that book you know you got to think back in your mind uh well yep. he's no longer here so well, as a matter of fact i saw that mule deer we were just talking i was just talking about i saw him dead in a picture some dude killed him and i i mean i wasn't mad it's cool yeah congrats i mean that's awesome we actually tried to look for him twice and we couldn't pick him up uh on the next hunt I think. yeah that so next guy we had yeah that's fine i'm not jealous that's awesome yeah i love watching big deer hit the ground me too bro so let's see what else we're we gonna talk about tonight. Um, let's go. Let's see. Why do I hunt? Mm. I think the real reason why I hunt is like you said. It just there's no distractions, and from everyday life, you really just get out. The one thing I do like about it, my fa- I say my favorite thing about it, right? is if you're going out and you're not leaving your drama and your shit at the truck when you're going out to glass, you're you're never gonna be successful. I won't say never gonna be successful, but you're way more successful when you can go out with an empty mind and all you're focused on 
is staring through your binoculars and glassing for deer. Yep. Like, that's where I like about it. Because if you don't have that mentality, it, you're going to struggle. It's always a struggle. I mean, it's tough. But it's it's easier when you're, f- when you're, there's nothing in your... Right, when you have a clear you head. Because like, sidetracked really fast when you're staring through binoculars and just going up and down or side to side or whatever your glassing strategy is. Right. right? But if you're not there present and you're thinking about a hundred other things that's going on at home or or your work life work or something life or whatever, you know what I mean? like business life like dude it's easy to skip right over a bedded down buck and not even see him because you're just your mind's not in it you're and not you're not attention. totally focused on it yeah. yeah yeah and that's my favorite part is like that battle of trying to like get everything out of your head and just focus on being in the moment and what you're looking for like dude that's the there's no i don't think there's anything else that i've done that takes everything out of your mind and you have to focus on it yeah like you say when you get out there man it's just focus you're out there no distractions that's the way to be yep yep let's say um let's give a rundown of let's say your favorite deer memory to date what is it buck buck memory your kill or somebody else's kill i don't know man that one's tough I've seen a lot of, a lot of big bugs hit the ground, and you had a slammer year last year. For the guys that don't know, TJ he slammed it last year in the mule deer division, and you got some decent coos deer. But mule deer, you guys, you guys murdered. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we had a, quite a big big bugs go yeah. down, dude. It was, I mean, that first hunt, it was a struggle, seeing all kinds of little bugs passing on other bugs, and ran a couple other hunters, you know. And, Figured, hey, I'm not going to take him. Here you go. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, just out there helping out other people. And then once I that's actually another found- That's another great example, though, for having a mental note of inventory, though. Because those bucks you guys killed, we, we had had for a couple of years. Or we knew where they were. And, we, I mean, we've worked them a little bit. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's another great example of just keeping a mental note of where you've seen them. And then yeah, it could keep- be three years later. I mean, what's it been, three years since we turn those deer up i think it's been right around three maybe four going on four this year i think but yeah so yeah going back up into that same country and there they were you know like i said it was a struggle but we had those seen those bucks multiple times year after year try to hunt them in archery season unable to get on close you know within range that's another thing too don't be you can't be afraid to change your game plans man If, if something's not working just just change the game plan or always have a plan B. I mean, yeah. on that hunt, right, that was always plan B was just if, and the place you guys were hunting, right, was your kind of, your family's kind of uh, tradition area, I guess you could say. Tra- yeah. Traditional area or. Yeah. So our, our plan A, that's our, that's where I started hunting at. Right. So going back to when I was 10 years old, I know that place like the back of my hand. Wasn't very su- successful back then, you know, because we didn't have the the optics we do now, which have come a long ways and definitely a game changer. What was your guys' strategy when you were little? Yeah, <laughs> dude, just put some ten by forty twos on and go hike the mountains, because that's how we did it. Yeah, dude, that's how it was. <laughs> we probably had some like Bushnell or yeah. like, you know, not yeah. not some high end, but yeah. we had some low end stuff, and just we were just out man. there huffing and puffing those seals, dude. Yeah. That's how we did it. Just throw some. Just not even shoulder. Do we have shoulder strap harnesses? We got full harnesses now. Do we used to just have 
neck harnesses that kill your neck with 1042s on them and you're <laughs> pounding the freaking hills. And then the backpacks that we have nowadays, we didn't have that back in the day. Yeah. Nothing with the frame in it. Shoot, I remember out there walking with like a fanny pack on, you know, yep. like one of those camouflage fanny packs. It was out there yep. and had my snacks or my bullets, whatever I needed, you know. I was 10, you know. Oh, dude, I always had to have the snacks. Snacks is, dude, I just got, all right, hold on. We got to redo why we hunt. Honey snacks, bro. Honey snacks slap. Only in honey <laughs> season, though. You go to Walmart and you try to get those honey snacks and eat them at your house, and it's not the same. It's like those Vienna sausages, dog. Yeah. Or a can of pot of meat. Yeah. Nothing beats those other than being out in the hills, side of a hill, under a tree, pot of meat, crackers, wind blowing. I could take me a nap right away. But you never think of pot of meat until it's honey season. Yeah, no. You're not walking through Walmart like, dude, I want some pot of meat. But the first deer hunt of the year, you're like, oh, I'm going to get some pot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> What's on the list of snacks? Pot of meat, Vienna sausages. Yeah. Yep. No, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys had a bang up year on the mule deer side. Well, so we'll uh, break. We'll probably break down most of those hunts on the next episodes. Um, kind of give you guys a full play by play of how it happened, what went down. Um, what the deer ended up scoring i think we scored them all um, yeah i got them all taped out pretty good bucks you know decent bucks well big bucks you know they're nice and stuff and one really big buck um super big real excited about that one yeah he was the a other slammer. ones were good tj's was the, the, ba the, the baby of them all but the he smallest of them he's still a good buck though <laughs> uh let's see what else happened what else dude what else we got to talk about today um did you buy that pack today or what? Nah, dude, I haven't done it yet. I just need to pull the trigger on it already. Yeah. I've been looking at it, doing a little bit of research, you know. Yeah. So I think, but I think I am gonna pull the trigger on it and get that other pack coming. Yeah. So for everybody out there that's gonna listen to this, me and TJ drew a unit twenty-seven Arizona archery bull in the rut. We've waited. I've been waiting ten, ten, 10 years together, huh? Yeah. Well, nine for me because you put in one year without me. Oh, yeah. I drew. So I drew this hunt in 2013. I came home empty handed because I was ultra picky. Um, I plan to be ultra picky again this year and come home empty handed. That's got to be the mindset or you will <laughs> shoot a small bull, I promise you. Yep. Because that hunt is a grind. Um, it's 14 days long for the people that don't know. And it's grueling. I would say if you're not averaging eight to ten miles a day, you're probably not out in the hills enough. Um, last time we averaged, at last time we did ten miles in one afternoon almost. So, it it's the best hunt I would say bull elk hunt in Arizona. Um, as far as rut goes, I would say this archery hunt is phenomenal i mean there's a ton of awesome units in arizona for bull elk archery i don't know if i'd say 27 is the top unit but but it does hold some big bulls in yeah, that unit i would say top five probably i would i would i probably agree with that yeah so we are excited uh, one thing i was going to ask you since this is your first time archery bull hunting right <laughs> oh yeah what do you think what do you think you are not ready for or what do you think is like the thing that you have not let's see like not experienced thought about not experienced but like what's one thing that like you're like oh i don't know if i have thought that i would need that on a bull elk hunt 
Um, so for the one thing I don't think I'm ready for is to be standing within 30 yards of a massive bull. You know, no, I, I mean, I think in the moment you'll be, fine, I'll, I'll be fine. But like right now, like thinking about it, I'm like, ah, what am I going to do? Am I going to get the buck fever? Is it going to give me, you know what I mean? Like, am yeah. I going to get the jitters? That's fine that you're worrying about that. Cause it puts you in the, it, it puts right. you in the moment. It, if you worry about it now, you should be fine when the time comes. Right. Yeah. Usually it's the guys that are like, oh, that'll never happen to me. And then it happens. And then they're a frozen popsicle yeah frozen stick and dude just a log out there don't know what to do i don't know yeah it's yeah. it's i don't know we'll Are see excited? how it goes Are you excited oh dude i'm beyond excited yeah i want to start getting up there now you know what i mean <laughs> as soon as i found out we got the tag i wanted to go up there but obviously we couldn't because roads were shut down due to all yeah. the snow we got this past summer or winter oh yeah also to add on that we had a phenomenal winter yeah those mountains got pounded with snow so spring green up should be f great bulls should be coming into some real healthy feed um i was talking to a couple buddies that have been up there that have some cabins up there um bulls are real small there's i mean they've grown their antlers back with their nubs you can't really put nothing on them yet so um, I think we plan on to make a couple trips up there. A couple, more like a, a few weeks, buddy. Yeah. A few weekends, you know. So yeah, we'll keep you guys uh, in tune for that one. As long as, well, you guys will be along the ride of me and TJ getting ready for our blue elk hunt. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that we're gonna go over and kind of keep bringing to you guys every week. So I, we hope you guys jump on and stay tuned. So. Yeah. What are you worried about? Um, I'm worried about rain. In 2013, it rained like Forrest Gump. I literally felt like I was in the movie of Forrest Gump. Like water was just coming from the ground, up, <laughs> sideways, upside down. There coming was from every water direction, everywhere huh? for days and days and days. So I don't want it to rain. I would be good if it, I mean, I'm not dumb and I know it's gonna rain, but I just hope it doesn't rain every single day of our lives because that was much. miserable. Yeah. yeah. So I would say lesson learned. Obviously, we've talked about rain gear, we've talked about um, leg gaiters and stuff, and we, I usually don't run leg gaiters very much, but I probably will on this elk hunt because I don't like my boots being wet. And obviously, we run waterproof boots, but there's not a whole lot waterproof boots can do with four foot tall wet grass after yeah. hours and hours of walking through it. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, yeah. Um, I would say that's it. Um, I'm just ready to be out there and start locating bulls and watching. I would say in the next month or so, June's really June into June, July is when bulls are start going to really start showing who they're going to be. Mm -hmm. So that's a fun time. Um, get out of this heat down here and get up there and start looking back at into the cooler weather man seeing what they're gonna be and um i just liked everything about that hunt man it was it's a hell of a hunt it's a grind i mean 27 is a rough unit it's steep it's, it's steep as hell not easy to hunt and walk and hike and call bulls and shoot bulls and pack bulls out like there's nothing gonna be easy about it which i'm excited for also because it's i mean yeah I'm not excited about the pack out and stuff, but it's gonna, like you said, it's gonna be a grind, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time, though. It'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. Other, other than that, I mean, I would say I hope the rut is good because obviously we got to have a good rut. So yeah. um, I think if we have a decent, not decent, we need to have an average monsoon season to carry that feed into into fall. I yeah. think if we do that, we'll be we'll be set up perfect. So I would say we need a couple more rainstorms. Yeah. To add a, just a little bit more moisture, maybe before we go through um, our usual summer drought, because yeah. we know it's gonna come before monsoon. So yeah, it's getting hot. And it's getting hot quick. So yeah, I hope we get just a couple storms to kind of just give that grass a little more water to hold on to before monsoon season gets here. And then if we could have a great monsoon, and we'll be we'll be set up phenomenal. It's, it's gonna be a good time, dude. So exciting. That's about it, man. Hopefully the calls work, and I mean the calls are gonna work because I'll throw them in the trash and try a new one until they work. Until the right one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing you can't ever have too many calls for. Um, yeah. Or you always gotta be prepared. You never know. Ten of them with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's all I think I got for tonight, bro. Uh, we're excited to do this. We hope you guys jump on and keep riding with us um next week we will probably jump right into our first hunt breakdown uh, we'll probably start next week with um our first hunt of last year we'll give you guys a rundown of how last year went for us um so we'll probably start in august archery season of last year and kind of break that down um, we had one client come in from georgia 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 so we'll break his hunt down um that's a phenomenal hunt. That was a fun and quick hunt. <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got that one done on opening morning, so we'll uh, we'll break that one down for you guys. But awesome hunt. Hunter made a phenomenal shot. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll break that one down, and then we'll just keep running with it. Um, we'll probably keep talking about whatever comes up in the pro in the in the process of each episode. But um, yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll probably break down gear that we ran on each hunt and what changed and why we changed it and kind of just what, what happened. Um, I'll tell you that I switched boots last August and I was real pissed off about it. So I'll break <laughs> that down because uh, my feet got wet. So, yeah, um, yeah, let's just stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll keep running these off for you guys and we'll uh, make a make a little show about this. So, yeah. That's all you got? That's all I got, dude. All right, guys. Anyway, we want to get into the next hunt already. You know Until what I mean? Until next time, we'll break down this hunt. Thanks for listening. Thanks.